Sport Tech with Abu where you can listen anywhere on your portable devices. This is a series of episodes with different topics discussed on disabilities, different backgrounds, religious, sports, technology and people in the disability section because we're always trying to be equal and be equalized with everyone. So you can listen to this on your various platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, Acast, Google Podcasts or any other platforms, online podcast services that are out there. And you're joined with your host Abu Bakr, the podcast called Sport Tech with Abu. So subscribe, like, comment and share. Sport Tech with Abu. Catch the latest interviews from the professionals of the specialized fields, singers, charities for the blind, and from blind sports athletes. My name is Simon Hahn, and I'm the executive director for Shy Queenie Foundation UK. And I've actually been with the foundation for over six years now. I've had quite a bit of experience within the philanthropy area, although that is not my background. I have actually worked in the investment banking arena. So it's been a bit of a career change. Um, I have always had an interest in philanthropy, so whether it's Pakistan floods or the earthquakes in the past, Gaza, you know, appeals like that. I've been involved in my own capacity, arranging fundraising dinners, walks around the city. About six, six and a half years ago, I got connected with Shahid and if he needed any help with his foundation, and uh, lo and behold, here I am today. Um, so Shahid actually asked me to leave my job, and I've basically taken over looking after the foundation in the UK now. So it's not something that I've done as a career in the past, but it's something that I very much enjoy and I've got deep passion about. How was your event last week and how much did you manage to raise? We had a few fundraisers uh, take place last week. Uh, we had one in London, a small one in Birmingham and a small one around Uxbridge on Tuesday. So Alhamdulillah, you know, the fundraisers have been good. I think we've been coming in at the tail end now of all of the fundraising that people have been um, doing around the flood. I think, you know, given the economic situation that we find ourselves in right now, people are I think, a lot more compromised when it comes to giving donations, but also there is that element of donor fatigue. So even for myself, you know, if you, you take my example, whatever I have given for the flood, I've probably given quite early on. And so this is basically tapping into that tail end now. Um, but I just believe I'm of the belief of keeping momentum going. It isn't just a case of um, keeping people alive anymore. You know, we're past that, but it's about rehabilitating. And that is going to take time. That's going to take a lot of time and there's still a lot of work to be done. So yeah, the fundraisers will be good. I've raised a decent amount. Um, but like I said, the campaign's been going for some time now. We actually started on the ground our work before it came on BBC and everywhere else. So I think it really came on the news after KPK was affected. We were working in Balochistan and Sindh even before that. We've been there for some time. And obviously, naturally, as a result, our campaign's been started a while ago as well. I've been involved um, in my own capacity in Pakistan floods in the past, um, 2010, I believe. Um, so obviously, you saw that level of devastation. But I think, you know, the, the level of devastation we saw, and perhaps it is the power of social media as well, that, you know, these images are a lot more available to us now than they have been in the past. But just seeing the level of destruction, I mean, you know, the size of the UK that's underwater, which is crazy, you know, when one thinks about that. The number of lives, obviously, that's been impacted when I've been hearing the stories from my colleagues as well that are out there. Obviously, they've been doing a lot during the emergency period when the flow of the rivers was a lot more heavy. You know, they were stranded at times when they were providing that emergency relief. So, obviously, when, when you're hearing these first-hand accounts, it obviously impacts you a lot more. It hits the heart a lot more. When COVID first struck and you're hearing these accounts firsthand, 
but more. And it's obviously devastating hearing what's been going on, hearing some of the personal stories as well of individuals where they've come up to colleagues and told them, you know, the, the sort of issues that they're facing. Just, just thinking about, you know, the women and children especially that have lost shelter, you know, above their heads. It's honestly it's been crazy. It's been a natural disaster. Uh, but I think this is a time for humanity to prevail and everyone to come together and, to, you know, to be able to make that change now. Help everyone, really, at this point. Where are you Where going? Are you going? are you going online? Or you wanna go in the air? Because we're joined with Abu Bakr and Abdul Rahman on the Sport Tech with Abu Podcast. Comment, like and share on Sport Tech with Abu. Areas that other NGOs don't tend to reach. In that respect, it was a very 
was your vision from the outset of the 3D Foundation? What were you looking to achieve from setting the 3D Foundation up? The 3D Foundation was established over eight years ago now, uh, obviously by the legendary cricketer Shai the 3D. He basically wanted to give back to a country that's given him the name that it has today. And I think this was also coupled with the fact that his father passed away with cancer. So he decided at that point to build a hospital, which is in his ancestral village of Pangi Banda. It's a 16-bar hospital, which caters for the poorest individuals. You know, it's about 80% of our eligible patients that go over there. We not only provide the treatment, but we also provide medication for free as well. For him, it was a case of giving back to the country, started with healthcare. We have another hospital in Karen where we have a 2,250-bed mother and child unit over there. Karen is an area with a high income mortality and high maternal death rate, so alhamdulillah, you know, to be able to provide medical care in such an area is a really, really big thing and a really important thing. And since then, we've been working on another hospital that we're planning to construct in KPK. We've got a number of health clinics all over the place. I think since the floods have happened, obviously, we've had mobile health clinics in those areas as well. Generally, we have mobile health clinics because, like I said, we tend to touch on the more rural areas that other NGOs don't tend to touch. And so sometimes it's very difficult getting individuals to the medical care. So, you know, in case, in, instead it's been a case of getting the medical care sent. So, alhamdulillah, we have medical care. Um, the key thing for Pakistan is, you know, the provision of clean water. So many areas within, especially these rural areas, just don't have access. So we've been there providing water filtration plants, solar-powered plants, water tanks, water wells as well, hand pumps. So all of this is going on across Pakistan. Education we identified as being another major area or another major problem in Pakistan. Pakistan seen as the third poorest in terms of education. So uh, what we've been doing there with regards to education is we've got 14 schools which case for the poorest of the poor, the individuals that wouldn't normally get the opportunity for an education. So we've been there providing them with the tuition fees, uniforms, stationery, books in some cases, even lunches, school lunches as well. And then since then, um, I think it's a natural thing with a charity. You know, you, you, you look at the objectives that you want to achieve, so healthcare, education, clean water were the main ones. But I think over the last few years, we've obviously seen that, you know, emergency relief is a big one, given the strike of COVID, given, you know, the Pakistan flood as well. So that's another area that we've been touching on as well. Since then. So, yeah, I mean, it, it has been, like I said, education, healthcare, clean water mainly, but you sometimes have to go with the flow as well. So emergency care has fallen into, you know, um, what have you got in line in the future where you guys based always in london or do you commute from all around the world as well what advice would you give to anyone that wants to join this uh, organization or foundation yeah i would say you know just get in touch with us um all the information is available on the Shad the Creedy Foundation website. If, you, if anyone's got any fundraising related ideas or activities, you know, there is a form that you can fill out on there. Um, just complete that form, it will reach us and uh, hopefully we can get connected there and start some projects together. Wherever you go around the world, Sport Tech with Abu. Listen on all platforms. 
And are you going to do any events in Manchester as well soon with uh, Shard yes. Khan Afridi? There's nothing planned as yet Manchester-wise. Um, obviously, I'm planning for the new year now going forward, but Manchester is one of the areas that we always do tend to hit to Manchester, Bradford. So do you know what you got planned in the new year or have you not planned that yet? What are you going to do? Which venues are you thinking of doing yet? Um, we haven't got our proper campaign plans as yet, but I am going to do sort of my big major fundraising around the March time frame, which I'm sure we'll see Manchester, Bradford, London, Birmingham as well. Um, they're the typical areas that we tend to hit. They're the typical areas that we already have, you know, a network of donors as well. I would love to have Shahid here. It's all dependent on his dates with uh, the Pakistan Super League. So I would love to have him here at that point, um, you know, maybe with a movie star or another cricketer. So, yeah, watch his face. With this foundation, um, it's a huge honour that you're doing a huge factor of uh, funding with him. So, have you ever gone to watch his, any of his cricket matches in Pakistan Super League? Because it starts normally around February time. So, have you ever had a chance to go and watch him as well when he used to play? I think it was 2018. I was in Dubai, uh, so I had a couple of meetings over there and uh, I think was playing for Karachi Kings at the time, but I had watched him play. Um, I think his last international game, it was the Hurricane Relief over here, where it was West Indies Yeah, because I'm a huge fan of him as well and uh, it would be honoured to one time meet him or either have a chat with him with this foundation. And uh, going forward with KPK as well and the like areas in Pakistan, not many people are known their areas what to do and they're quite poor as well. So it's a huge factor that those areas are known as well, like Kashmir and Islamabad side and mainly the Punjab are more known, but it's the other side that need to know as well.
Thank you for listening to the Sport Tech with Abu today with various of platforms of interviews specializing in their special needs and various of topics that we cover every episode. So please give us a like, comment, share and please subscribe to the Sport Tech with Abu. And also you can find me on more various of social media platforms as well, such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. So Facebook page is Abu Bakr Sports and Technology. Facebook ID is Abu Bakr Ishtiak. And Twitter is abuish30. That's A B U I S H 30 as the number 30. And my Instagram is abubakarishta. That's A B U B A K R I S H T I A Q. So please give a like, comment, share, and subscribe to my Sport Tech with Abu because we cover every angle.